early in the morning again. What is good about being awake early in the morning is there are not that many people around. Right now, I'm sitting in a car at the train station waiting to take the train that comes in about 20 minutes. I don't want to really be in the train station because it's packed with people. It's about five in the morning. I don't want to deal with hundreds of people packed in on top of me like I'm in sardine that early in the morning. Things are very uncomfortable nowadays. A couple of weeks ago, the train was so packed at five in the morning that people were standing up part of the way. Something had to be changed, I think. Yet again, in Japan and other countries, people are packed in. I've seen documentaries where they actually hired people to jam people into the subway because it was so tight that no one could fit. I don't think I would have lasted very long in that society or I would have drove myself instead of being packed in like sardines. I don't like that. I think the world should be better than that. I think that industry should be localized. I think that it should be smaller. I think that a person should be able to go to work by just going down the street, maybe one or two miles at best, instead of driving all the way across town or taking subways or trains for 10, 20, 30 miles to get to work. Why is it not like that? Why don't people from the community have the job within the community? Why is it that one person is going all the way to the north 30 minutes while the other one is going to the south 30 minutes when they have the exact same job sometimes? It doesn't make sense, does it? But all of this is done in the name of choice person chooses to go that far or a company chooses a person from far off because no one in that community had the right skills to meet the job sometimes I think though that anyone who has the right training will have the right skills and if it's a community people will make sure that they have the right training. They'll work with that person. That person will be accountable to the community. The community will be accountable to the company and the company accountable also to the community. This is a whole different way of thinking and a whole different way of being when we've been taught about being competitive Every company has to fight and be competitive against the next one. And they also have to fight and be competitive against their own employees while the employees have to be competitive against them so that if they're unionized or if they have enough force, they can force the company to do something. This is a world of war we find ourselves in. We we begin to think that the only way to work things out is through conflict. And we feel happy when things come because of conflict. We've fallen into the trap where we are using a hammer to work on everything. Want to drive a screw in? Beat it with the hammer. 
want to do surgery? Beat the person with a hammer. Use a hammer for everything when it's not the correct instrument. And there's no problem with using a hammer when you're hitting a nail. The problem is when you think you need to use that hammer for everything. That's the place I think we are in now. We have very little cooperation and a lot of conflict. Why is this? Old adages talk about planting seeds. You plant a seed, you water that seed, and it grows. We planted the seed of anger and conflict. For a very long time, especially people in the quote-unquote civilized arenas, eastern areas like China, like Vietnam, like Burma and those areas, and Western Europe, through all of the fighting, all of the conflict, have created a sea. The seed says that the strongest one survives and the other ones have to bow down. And we come into this world, we go to school, we go to church, we go to all the institutions and we learn that that's the way the world is. And some people say it's even sanctioned by God. That leads us to stepping in to the trench that waters the seeds and sooner or later what happens is that the seed begins to sprout and it grows into a tree or a bush or a flower because you see this seed manifests itself in different ways and it begins to spread more seeds and more and before we know it The seed is not working for us. The conflict is not working for us. We are working for the conflict. We're working to maintain the conflict. And in this country, more than 60 cents out of every dollar right now in taxes is going not to feed ourselves but to feed the conflict. You may think that I am talking about how horrible people are or judging people for their violence and things like that. I'm not doing that, you see? What I'm talking about is the way things are. And the truth is that what these people are doing in this society is totally necessary for our survival and theirs. The question is, can we change the situation so that's not the case? And the question is, do we really want to change it? Or have we gotten so entrenched in this violent way of life that we either like it or don't think 
did anything else. It's possible. We'll take a little break and be back very, very soon. For more information about us, please visit us at www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com. That's www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com where you can learn about our life coaching program to help you deal with fear, pain, suffering in a spiritual way and become a powerful, spiritual warrior of compassion. You can do this from your home via Skype or Zoom. And now we go back. the show. So what do you really do? We find ourselves trapped in a world that is really violent and dangerous. You know, there are people who talk about nature. But nature can be violent. There are things in nature that are just horrible. Some things that I think of in nature are ants. Ants are very much like people, you see. They are one of the few insects that take other ants, smaller ants, as slaves and make these slaves come into their hive and clean up and take care of their young. Of course, most insects are not that bad. Most other animals are not that bad. In fact, most animals fight in order to procure the things that they really need. Not what they want, but really need. The problem with our society as we live on this earth is that we have come to think of what we want and what we desire as necessities instead of just being desires. We've been tricked. We've been vanboozled. We've been told that we have to have things that are beautiful, things that are big, things that are great. Because if we don't have those, we are nothing. We have learned that we must have what we desire in order to survive. So they have twisted it in our minds so that we are always running looking for something else outside of ourselves instead of looking within ourselves. And so we have many fights. We have much violence. We have many wars in order to try to get the things that we think we need in order to survive when in actuality we don't really need those things. We need food, clothing, and shelter. But do we really need a house with 18 rooms or 20 rooms? Some people would say yes. Some people would say, well, I feel that I need it, so I need it. But I'm sorry, but you don't need it. And the problem is with your feelings. 
because your feelings are not aligned with reality and therefore there is some type of issue or problem going on with your cognitive abilities. You don't need anything like that. What we need is food, clothing, and shelter. Not the latest fashions. Not things with designer labels. Not the latest, fastest car. We don't need to be on top all the time. We don't need to be the leader while everybody follows us. Or the great person who is up on stage with everybody worshiping us. We don't need that. We may want it badly. We may desire that. But it becomes a deeply seated issue when we need that. Because if we need that, it is so we can fill some type of empty space. There's something that happens with most human beings. It's known as hedonic adaptation. That's hedonic adaptation. What happens with hedonic adaptation, you see, is that the person begins to get used to whatever environment they find themselves in until they think of it as normal. So if you're a person who's kind of angry or kind of sad living in a situation that you think of as horrible and you move to another situation, what happens after being in the new situation for a little bit of time, or it may even take years, is that you begin to adjust to that situation. And then you begin to feel horrible about that situation. Not because the situation is horrible, but there's something inside of you geared to feel horrible. And this happens over and over and over again, no matter what your circumstance. That's why we find so many people so greedy in our lifetimes now where people can have billions and billions of dollars and still have sadness and anger and disappointment and still want to find more. They think that they need more. It's because there's something missing on the inside. The situation they were in was not the problem. What they were and carried with them was the problem. What did they carry with them? The need to perform and prosper and to have things to prove that they have worth. That they have dignity. But if one can get rid of that need, you see, one can be happy where they are. And one can also fulfill whatever desires they have in a loving, humane way that helps make the world a better place. One does that by accepting his or herself just the way they are not by listening to friends and loved ones who've been brainwashed by this society but by listening to their heart and cleansing their minds until they can hear what their heart is really saying what does the heart really say We are beautiful 
loving, creative creatures, blessed with the gift of life, here to experience existence fully and completely. We are not here to consume things. We are not here to sell things. We are here to know the universe around us because we are part of that universe. That is why we are here. That is what we are. We are perfect in our own perfection. And those who have drunk the Kool-Aid and who need to have other people patting them on the back to give themselves esteem, those are the ones with the problem. Not us. When we begin to realize that what we do is we begin to live in the now. Not in the past. Trapped thinking of pain and sorrow, horrible experiences that we experienced back then. Not in the future. Taking those horrible experiences projecting the possibility of them happening in the future and then fighting like crazy to create a world where they won't happen, thus never living the present, living trapped in the past and projecting into the future a past that may have existed but may not have been as bad as we thought because we dealt with it when we were less mature, when we were younger, we didn't know as much. So we take that, which could be a fantasy, and we create it and we shoot it into the future that doesn't exist yet. So that is non-existent and the fantasy. And we don't look at the now. Living in the now, though, is where we find freedom, we find truth, and we find love. And we find that we are reflections of that love that pulled all these different particles together in order to create this universe and to create the self. We are the awareness of this universe and we as human beings have the creative nature, the awareness, the ability to look at things, to bring them together to make the changes necessary, not only out there with someone else, but within the self, if we would like. It's all about life and existence. And we only have that living in the now by partaking of life on earth, not living as those full of fear told us we had to do but life the tree of life that brings forth the fruits of life and righteousness you see is what each and every one of us is so it's time to reclaim our true identities and get rid of the identities they have given to us Knowing that we can live and we can walk and breathe and we can work doing different things. We can put on many different masks, play many different roles, but there is something inside of us that stays constant 
and is in control of those roles. The roles are not in control of us. We find ourselves and we take our seat at the center of our heart as we push out the false voices and ideas and thoughts of the ego. And when we take our place in the seat of power, we remain free and we learn gratitude. Not because we have more than other people, but because we have awakened and we have life. Life on this earth with all of its struggles and all of its joys, with all of its suffering and all of its ecstasy belongs to each and every one of us and we have the power to choose the path that we want to take. We can make every occurrence one that is teaching us about love and truth or we can accept them as something that is devastating trying to hurt and kill us. It's all up to us. It is our choice. For the awakened human being is not one who is subject to all of the waves of faith that people talk about in stories, poems. The human being who is awake is the choice maker. We choose life, death, ugliness, beauty, joy and sorrow each and every day and each and every moment in order to really live on earth we must realize this and we must always choose life and choose to make the destructive forces that come in our path into tools for learning and lifting ourselves higher. For we have the power to change that which is painful, that which is sorrowful, that which is hateful into something that burns away all of the fear and negativity so that we rise higher and higher like phoenixes rising from the ashes leaving the dross behind so that we can take wing and fly